Visit Hangzhou in China in early September. You might be surprised at how the weather remains hot and humid here, even though the city has already technically entered autumn. And this year, the heat has been further ignited by the Hangzhou 2022 Asian Games, opening on September the 23rd, 2023, made all the more exciting after a year's delay due to the pandemic. In this picturesque city in southeast China's Zhejiang province, we witness the clashes between its modernity and the beautiful scenery, such as its cultural icon, Shihu, or the West Lake. As it enters September, thousands of volunteers from all corners of the globe have converged on Hangzhou, ready to contribute their efforts and expertise to make this event a resounding success. Here, surrounded by singing cicada, as well as waterfowl flying in the background, right by the side of the West Lake, we meet four of the volunteers who are all undergraduate students from Zhejiang University. My name is Tong Yan. I'm 19 years old this year, turning 20 soon. Meet Tong Yan, a Hangzhou local majoring in English studies. I'll be providing my volunteer services at the information service desk of the OCA headquarters during the games. OCA stands for Olympic Council of Asia, the representative authority that ensures regular celebration of the Asian Games every four years. Hearing Tong Yan talk about her tasks, a girl with a short bob-style haircut sitting by her side smiles timidly and shares that her role is actually very different. I am Chen Hua Xiao. I'm an overseas student from Vietnam, majoring in the Chinese language. For 23-year-old Chen Hua Xiao, a tall and slim Vietnamese girl who's currently working as an intern in a local company before she graduates next year, this is going to be her fourth year learning Chinese. As a volunteer, I'm actually working at the ticket entrance, so I'll be at the gates outside the sports venues this whole time. I'll probably be checking your tickets if we're coming to watch the games. Hope to see you this year. Meanwhile, many international volunteers have been tasked with interpretation to better facilitate communication. Zhang Shuiyun is one of them. I'm Zhang Shuiyun from Thailand, so I'll be serving as an assistant Thai interpreter at the main service center in the media operation department. This 19-year-old Thai student majors in international economy and trade. I'll be the only Thai interpreter there, and the media operation department covers a large space, so I'll definitely be running around a lot. <laughs> Nodding and agreeing, the last volunteer steps forward and says her role is closely related to language services as well. Hi there, I'm Chun Tian from India. I'm a fifth-year medical student. I self-studied Arabic and I speak several other languages as well. So I'm assigned to work closely with officials and delegates from countries that are hosting future Asian Games, including Japan, Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Despite the hot weather and humidity by the lake, 
Chun-Tien wears the white and minty green long-sleeve volunteer uniform, but unlike the others, wears a matching white hijab headscarf. My role is called the observer, and it will be my job to keep a record of how the game operates this year, so that other Asian delegates can refer to it in the future when the games are held elsewhere. Having taken turns to present their roles in front of the microphone, the young women are very excited and soon become animated. Though talking in fluent Mandarin Chinese, the four girls clearly represent diverse backgrounds. Though different by nature, they become the face of Hangzhou during the Asian Games. I came to Hangzhou in China last November to attend my third year at university. The previous two years were spent at home due to the pandemic, but all this time I feel my heart is close to this city," says Sun Huaxiu. Her eyes lighting up when recalling her first encounter with Hangzhou. Why Hangzhou? Well, I remember watching The Legend of the White Snake on TV when I was a child and falling in love with the picturesque ancient city depicted in the movie. Later, I learned that the city where the story takes place is called Hangzhou, and that there was a saying in China that goes, "There is paradise in heaven, as there are Suzhou and Hangzhou on earth." To me, it's just like heaven on earth. I'm surrounded by beautiful cultural scenery almost every day, and in recent years, I also learned from social media and through my own eyes that a modern side of this city has been brought out. Back in Vietnam, we usually travel by bus or by motorcycle, which can be time-consuming. I now travel by subway from my school dormitory to the internship worksite every day, and it's really fast, even during rush hours. I mean, who doesn't like Hangzhou? Exactly, I like Hangzhou very much because I think it's a very beautiful city and it's a safe place to settle down in. My parents have been doing businesses here for years, and ever since I was 12 years old, which was around、uh, the year 2012 to 2013, we would come from our home in India to Hangzhou during the summer holiday. We would spend a month here every year, and I remember the city was very different back then. Referring to herself as a Hangzhou resident now, Chun Tian says since she first visited the city about a decade ago, so much has changed. The buildings didn't seem to be as tall when I was 12, and there were less subway lines. Back then, the online car hailing system was still in its infancy, so my father would always put cash in his pocket and stop a taxi out on the street for us to travel. Nowadays, we could do almost everything via apps, either to order a ride or borrow a bicycle, and there's no need to bring cash anymore. As someone born and based in Hangzhou, Tongyan agrees with Chun Tian's observation. Like for example, we're sitting by the West Lake now, and are immersed in the natural beauty of this city, featured by its unique Southern Chinese characteristics. But if we travel to the other side of the Tiantang River, closer to the Olympic Sports Center. 
you clearly feel the pulse of a modern city with rapid development as well as green and high-tech facilities. It's like experiencing two lifestyles in one city. So for my hometown Hangzhou, I think the Asian Games is also an excellent opportunity to showcase itself to the world. Quietly listening to the other girls, Zhang Shui-yun, who hasn't been in this city as long, adds that she has managed to develop a leisurely lifestyle ever since she began studying in Hangzhou. I've been to several other cities in China before. Some are lively but noisy. Others are rather crowded, like Shanghai. But here in Hangzhou, I feel like I could quieten down and focus on my studies. When I have time, I usually read a book by the window or go for a peaceful city walk and explore the ancient and traditional parts of it. Though majoring in international trade, Zhang Shui-yun is actually a cultural fanatic outside of school who has a special interest in ancient Chinese buildings and construction styles. From my observation, much of the traditional Chinese culture is well retained here in Hangzhou. If you take a closer look at the construction style, you'll find the combination of modernity and traditional techniques almost everywhere. And I think that's really nice. I particularly like one structural element called the Chinese Dogong. Dogong is a structural element of interlocking wooden brackets, and given its thousands of years of history being frequently applied throughout the time, it is considered to be one of the most important structural elements in traditional Chinese architecture. As mentioned by Zhang Shui-yun, the Dogong style is also commonly adapted in modern constructions as a cultural aspect, and this year, if you're going to watch the Judo and Jiu-Jitsu competitions during the Asian Games, you'll definitely notice the huge Dogong structure decorated at the front gate of the Linpu Gymnasium in Hangzhou, Xiaoshan District, where the martial arts competitions will be hosted. I think it's really well designed, very aesthetic and comfortable to look at. I first heard of Dogong when translating a Chinese article into Thai. Coincidentally, I discovered this architectural structure and was immediately attracted to it. So I learned about it online and did what I could to find the most suitable Thai word in order to better introduce it to my people. And when asked how she found the time to follow her interests outside of school, Zhang Shui-yun smiles and answers. As a matter of fact, I'm not so busy at school, as I deliberately chose the courses that don't require me to get up so early, so that I'll have time in the morning to do some self-study. Clearly, this struck a chord with the other girls. Tung Yen starts off by sharing what a school day is like for her during her first year in college. One of my busiest days last semester started at 8 o'clock in the morning when the earliest class began. And usually the morning would be filled by two 90-minute classes, followed by two more in the afternoon after lunch. Then there's another class in the evening until 8.30 p.m. So basically, it was a four-day of classes for me. But certainly not every day was like this. All in all, my days at school are quite occupied, whether they are classes or not. 
And our teachers said they'll help organize our academic schedules for this new semester as well, so that we can better focus on our voluntary tasks. Chuntian adds. For her and Sun Hua Xiao, whose daily schedules include both college work and internships, time management is crucial. Especially now, as they are also tasked with voluntary assignments and training in preparation for the Asian Games. But with the excitement clear as the girls chat along, it becomes obvious that for them the challenge is welcomed. I grew up watching the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games, where they sang "Beijing welcomes you." And then there were reports of how volunteers were participating in that year's Olympic Games and providing their services throughout that summer. Indulging in her memory of watching the 2008 Summer Olympics Games on TV, Sun Huaxiao explains that the seed of wanting to play a part in international sporting events was planted in her heart from then on. I remember being absolutely amazed by the fact that young people could be part of such a grand sporting event. Years passed by, and now I'm so proud to finally be among the volunteer crew of an equally exciting event. However, becoming a volunteer is no easy task. Out of hundreds of thousands of applicants, only about 37,600 young people were eventually selected as volunteers for this year's Asian Games. So, what exactly does it take to become a volunteer? Well, to begin with, we needed to sign up for it first. Then the audition began within our respective academies, followed by psychological tests, health checks, and PE exams on subjects such as long-distance running. Because the volunteers' work can be quite challenging, both physically and mentally, and the duration of the event is rather long. I was eventually accepted as a volunteer in February earlier this year, and when the summer holidays arrived, we officially started our pre-job training. And after the recruits went through the above process, as Tungyan mentions, they are assigned to work at different areas, such as competition operations, media operations, language services, emergency aid. Logistics and transportation, among others. As more and more volunteers show up in different sports venues for training and venue preparations, the Hangzhou locals gave them a cute nickname, Xiao Qinghe, literally meaning the fresh green lotus leaves. A rather apt description, indeed, of their green and white uniforms. It's clear that these Xiao Qinghe's are the embodiment of the event's motto, heart to heart. At future, sitting by the West Lake on a hot autumn afternoon, these four college girls are a shining example of what can be achieved when people come together with a common purpose. They remind us that beyond the medals and the records, the true legacy of the games lies in the friendships forged and the connections made in a world that may sometimes seem divided.
By becoming a volunteer, I'll have the chance to provide help to the athletes from home and abroad. I've always enjoyed encouraging others to achieve their dreams. And through the Asian Games, I want to seize this opportunity to not only support the athletes, but also hone my own working and communicating skills. I think that the Hangzhou 2022 Asian Games is not only a major sports event, but also a brilliant opportunity for intellectual exchanges. Why? Because people from various Asian countries will come to visit China and learn about its traditional culture, and in the meantime, bring their own cultures to the country as well. Then, on top of that, I would say the Asian Games is like a stage that presents. The Asian cultures to the whole world. Yeah, and by participating in one big event, I feel like people from different Asian countries become better connected, which could strengthen our friendships. I also believe it's a good chance for people to come to China and actually see China for what it really is. It's important that we gain mutual understanding with each other through events like this. The Asian Games is a distinguished gathering for all countries. All in all, I'm very much looking forward to contributing to the games and leaving my footprints. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Just key in "footprints," and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.